You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. He looked like a Pablo. I'm telling you, there was something up there. I tried to yeah. double check everything. I mean, I know that was the right person, but that looked like a Pablo to me. I mean, you had photographic proof, so right. he did very much look like a Pablo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I was not the only one who named him Pablo. It that was is me, so funny that me people- and a child both named him Pablo. <laughs> uh, we should probably explain who that is. Anyway, it didn't look should. like a teddy to me. I'll explain it in a minute. Yeah. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, We are back today. It is actually Tuesday, July 26th. Um, We're back after our very long weekend of events, amazing events that we're going to be talking about today, just kind of recapping some of the the crazy stuff that went on over the weekend and, uh, and talking about that i have to say right now um if i sound a little bit under the weather i feel a little bit a little bit slow greg has a greg's not feeling a little 100%. slow today um yeah because we had our fun employment radio prom before we went on the air you were saying you know referring to uh, con con funk yeah how people get that after like, like you know, going conventions to con- yeah yeah where there's like all those people then you're in the same place i think i don't think i have that i think i have prom prom funk or i'm prom sick because we had our fun employment radio prom i've got my I've got the prom sickness in the- so, in our chat that we have, of course, at funemploymentradio.com slash live, our friend Tuggy just wrote, prom sick is called being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that what happened to me? <laughs> Greg, I think that's what happened. There weren't any foreign exchange girls there. I don't know. And, and never also, mind. I don't think that's how it works. So I don't. Oh, just, okay. I, I'm confused. Just so you know. I misunderstood. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, A, in Denmark, it works a little different. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so a little under the weather, but so glad to be back and here doing the show. And so we've got a bunch of things we're going to get to. Um, first off, I guess maybe we should just just go one by one here and talk about what went on over this weekend. We do. We actually had to make a bullet point list. Yeah. There's so much stuff. We want to make sure we hit everything. Right. And don't overlook anything. Yeah. And, and there's so much. So we'll start off with last Friday night, um, last Friday, July 22nd. Don't. What are you doing? I, I don't You're know. You're already singing Katy Perry? No, that's not what I was doing. And since you called that out, that was not what I came up with. That was exactly what, what you were doing. No, it wasn't. That was not. Oh, okay. That was not what happened. July 22nd, uh, we had our Fun Employment Radio listener party prom. It was a 90s theme, Come As You Are. And it was there at the Bossa Nova Ballroom. And I want to say right off the bat... Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who came out and was able to come out. Each uh, individual person who yeah. came out, you made a monumental impact on us, and we are just so appreciative. Right. It, it was so fun. It was such <laughs> a good time. Huge thank you to Pabst Blue Ribbon, because PBR sponsored this event, and without them, you know, we wouldn't be able, wouldn't have been able to put it on. No. Just like you guys coming meant everything. That really meant a lot that they sponsored because it. Because Pabst, yeah, because Pabst Blue Ribbon believes in us, and they, yeah. you know, invest in us because they love our events, and, and, and they love you guys. Yeah, they so love you guys. awesome. So it's all it's all a big like circular like, thing. Yeah, they you. wouldn't like us if they, you know, if they didn't like you, so. Yeah, so thank <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you, uh, everybody who came out and and was able to come out. And I know some people weren't able to. If you were able to and you didn't go out, uh, you missed out big time. Dang, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, you really did. I it mean, I think so I know that we fun. say it every time, but I really genuinely do believe like every pro, like every party we have is great in its own way. Like like mm-hmm. good for what it is. Like everything is good. But I do have to say, like maybe it was the theme, maybe it was the the people or the atmosphere or the decorations or just the just the 
positive outlook of everything. Yeah. This was my favorite party that I think just we've ever positive had. energy. Everybody's so positive. It was. It sounds sound like hippies, but it was. Right. Total, it's totally true because that's what we wanted it to be. It was come as you are. It was a '90s theme. However, people dressed however the hell they wanted. Make it and your own, and everybody did make it their own. It was incredible. And uh, one way you can see that too is by going and checking out the photo booth. So the photo booth was put together by Katrina. We had the prom committee. We got to get some thank yous out of the way. So the the prom committee consisted of uh, well Sarah, Katrina, Kristen, and Jason who put together all the decorations, which were incredible for the event. You can see some of the pictures online. And the photo booth was kind of the capper of everything. It was. And it was this photo booth where you could take your own picture. And there was a throne set up that Jason made and created he, this like, whole throne. So a two-person throne. throne. Yes. So two people could sit there. And then there were arches on either side with, like, giant vases with fake flowers. Like It looked exactly like every 90s prom like backdrop that yeah. you would ever see it it was in like it took my breath away when i saw it all put together yeah and all these pictures we'll put a link at this episode or just go to our facebook page and you'll see the link right there to it it's look through the pictures you'll see what we're talking about it's funny seeing the progression too as people go through it and uh you know it starts off at the beginning of the night oh and it was a photo dump so some of the first pictures on there are of me just kind of staring off into nowhere because i was testing the light and I was before the prom started, and Katrina uploaded sure. those ones, too. No, Greg was, like, taking pictures of himself looking off into the distance. Yes. Looking pensive. If you saw the picture, clearly I'm not even wearing the same thing. It was taken, like, hours beforehand where I'm, like, trying to test light. No, that was an hour it's beforehand not... because we had to leave and then come back. Right, yeah. right. But, I mean, it's it was taken at, at a different time. So that's why I look a little different in the first ones. But the, uh, Greg, the you rest... look fine. Have you seen the picture? Yes. No, the picture I'm talking about where I'm sitting there staring at the monitor trying to reflect the the light. I don't think you know what I'm talking about. Okay. I don't think you're seeing the one. You're pretty I'm... photogenic though. I wouldn't Oh no, it's about. fine. I'm just saying it. Yeah, there's some unsafe for work ones that are uh, toward the end though that you might not want to look at at yes. work. Yeah. <laughs> so just a warning for that. Yeah. So uh but they are but they are really really great. So go ahead and take a look at that. You can see that at our Facebook page and on Fun Employment Radio. Uh, go through the photo booth. Um again though, big thank you to Katrina Kristen and Jason for uh, for for being on the prom committee and, also, and yeah and everybody and all the volunteers that we had everybody was amazing also yeah. big thanks to Scott Daly who came through and helped us with all uh, the audio yes yes yep. Scott was running the yeah, audio on at the side last minute, so that was really awesome yeah we kind of threw him threw that to him at the last minute yeah and <laughs> he like, did Scott he here press this uh, press this button no not that button press this button okay see ya uh, <laughs> now we're gonna go on stage so yeah and everybody who volunteered you know for all the different jobs that were there we really genuinely appreciate all of that thank you so much for that help i just want to make sure that we uh, we get that to you and, and say thank you but yeah so so for the event itself um you know there's an upstairs we had the upstairs area and the downstairs area i don't even know if i ever went upstairs during the whole night i was running around the whole time and what i was wearing um i mean i think it was pretty good 90s and i had my hair done way up high i had like the the luke who did uh, your hair uh, well, Sarah, yes, you did my hair. I was going to get to that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, you, Sarah did my hair. Sarah, Sarah. I'm proud of it. That's why I didn't my know hair. That I could do it like that. Like, I'm, I'm Well, I impressed. grew the hair, so I get half credit at least. Okay, Greg gets half credit for growing I get half hair. credit. I okay. get half credit at least. So, yeah, the hair. But I was also wearing this jacket where it was, I didn't think this through. And it was so thick. I mean, I sweat anyway. I would have been sweating if it were 20 degrees in there. Um, but yet I was wearing this jacket, and uh, I sweat a lot, a lot <laughs> on Friday night. I 
I just remember the one thing I kept saying to everybody that uh, I give a hug to or sing hi to, like, I'm really sweaty, I'm sorry. That's exactly I what I said to every single yeah. person I hugged to. I'm sorry, I'm sweaty. And I would kind of, because I wanted to give people hugs, but I would hug them, but then kind of pull my face back because I don't want to put my sweaty face on them. Oh, yeah. And so, like, it, it feels almost like a fake hug. And I'm like, I'm not giving you a fake hug. I just don't want to get my face sweat all like, over you. Like, we joke about it on the show that we're sweaty we're people. We're not kidding. No, we're sweaty people. Like, I think a lot of people finally saw that in person. No, they we're think like, it's oh. like a jest. I'm like, nope. Oh, they're not joking about that. Mm-mm. They really are sweaty. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're sweaty. So, so, sorry about that. I gave a lot of sweaty hugs, though. I was hugging everybody. All the sweaty hugs. All the sweaty hugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did, we did do some of our segments on stage, one of which was showing people how to dance because oh you know God, i figured that, was that worst <laughs> jesus christ before Greg, that we went is up the on worst stage, idea you've ever had like behind the scenes before we went up on stage sarah was so pissed when it came time for that so it was like an hour into it we were like okay we're going to show people our our dumb dances that we do uh, when nobody is looking that we're not that are not really something for show and we're going to show those off in front of everyone and i i thought it was a good idea and sarah sarah was not convinced of this I'm we still not convinced. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. That was just awkward all around. Everyone's looking at us like, why in God's name? Somebody even came up to me and they're like, you know, I really respect what you guys do because I wouldn't be able to embarrass myself like that in front of people. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And that was just the thing that we just are doing today. Like, not all the other things. I'm like, that's just... Greg just needed to put icing on the cake of my, of my you know, nervous prom cake. Yeah. So that was just really... Real top notch. So we went up there, and Sarah did her. uh, Well, I first I demonstrated my leg dance, which is consists of a lot of running around in circles. But you move your legs as fast as you can. You try to move them to the beat, and so it's almost like a jig, but like you move around a little bit more than a jig. It's a jig, and it's kind of a jig, yeah. And then you move your arms like a little bit, almost like uh, you're karate chopping. And so, so I demonstrated that dance on stage in front of everyone, and then Sarah. You know, she had to demonstrate hers. Which I don't know why. Like, I don't have, like, a specific oh, dance. Oh, you do. just trying to embarrass me. No, you do have a dance. It is a patented Sarah dance, yours, because it's that open hands out, like you're trying to high-five the world. And I then, am trying to high-five the world. Yeah, I'm only happy. it's kind of like a lower five, like a mid-five the world. No, it's uh, up there. Okay, uh, it's it's up there, it's but mid-range. you're not reaching over your it's head. Like shoulders. It's a yeah, shoulder. It's, it's, like a, it's a mid-five. Five. It's a mid-five. Yeah. And you're, you're mid-fiving the world. <laughs> And then you then you smile and you you have your head up and you do your little shake and and you you did it you did it on stage. I was really proud of you for getting up there and doing that. I kind of thought you might chicken out at the last second. What am but, I supposed to do? We have like you know hundreds of people there and yeah. like and you've said that we're going to do this thing and then all of a sudden I'm like I can't not do it. That's what sucks is like that's what I've also learned and that's uh, what Rick taught me in radio is like you got to if, if you're on the spot and you're doing that you have to say yes. Yep. It's like cuz you can't say which sucks. It's a shitty rule <laughs> because I'm out there and like nobody wants to like see someone be like, oh no, never mind, and then like shrink away. Like you have to fucking do it. And yeah. it sucks. It's like the unwritten rule. <laughs> it's the unspoken rule. And Greg knew that as soon as I got up there, like I can't not do it. I think so. We- I started doing like my stupid dance, and then like we picked songs for ours. So Greg, what did you pick for your first song? Uh, for your leg dance. Uh, OPP, I think. Yeah, so Greg picked OPP, and so I'm like, all right, what what would I feel like most comfortable with? So I picked, of course, Real Big Fish, Sell Out, because uh-huh. that was very much, uh, you know, in my yeah in my wheelhouse in 1997. I think you're right with that, though. I, I think deep down, I think when I come up with these ideas, I'm really just pushing it to see how far I can push you. 
on stage. That's a horrible thing to say. No, but it's good. See, you're opening up. You're doing things that you wouldn't normally do on stage. I and... was not scared yeah. this time. I do have to tell you, like, I think my stage fright's getting better. That's good. See, because Except for, not that not to say I wasn't embarrassed, but I wasn't <laughs> afraid to be on stage this time. Okay, that's. I think it was also because of the comfortability of the room, because how awesome everybody was. And I think right, that, was that helps because it was like because it's like the, it's a warm the room. Yeah. It's the yeah, it's the best audience in the history of audiences. Right. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's nice. Even if we were terrible up there, they still would have been nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think because you've always talked about it before that you're totally comfortable being on being on microphone, but just not on. A stage in front of people. That's not your thing. No, I hate it. And yeah. so, of course, Greg forces me to do it. So I'm just like, so it's kind of closed my eyes. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. fuck it. I'm just going to do my dance. <laughs> so I did like my little hand dance. And then, yeah, I realized it's gone. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not just going to stand up here doing my sad little hand dance. This is the most embarrassing thing doing in the world. Your hand dance. So I started, I saw a couple of folks start uh, skanking. Our, our buddy Larry was down there and he was he was skanking, which skanking which you should is, explain skanking. I am. Stop <laughs> stepping on me. Yes. So I skanking is the dance that uh, in the mid to late 90s that when you'd go to ska clubs and see like you know bands like ska bands who are like lots of horns and trumpets and uh, fast it's like basically kicking your feet out and like swinging your arms around you kind of just look like a spaz is that pretty much it I, I hey I, I'm letting you explain it all right no it's like it's like spastic dancing you just look you just take up a lot of room and you kind of kick your feet out one by one and swing back and forth He's do that, and so take I take up a lot of room and kick your feet out one by one. So it's really inviting for other people to stand next and to you. And so you're I stinking. didn't know what else to do because the music kept playing, and Greg has forced me to do this thing. So then I just started <laughs> skanking because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I got you to skank on stage. Oh my god! All right, so then that was it. So that was done, and then Greg came back for the most embarrassing thing of the night. Yeah, I demonstrated my creepy dance. Oh my god! It's a patented creepy dance. It's a dance I've been doing for years. You know, just he on does my it own. At weddings. It's a hit. It's a it's a hit, yeah. You know, you don't you can't overdo it, but you do it just a little bit, and it usually involves you have to have just the right amount of alcohol um, to really do that. Which I I had not when I went on stage and did that. That was that was the most sober I've ever done the creepy dance. So that was a little bit awkward for me. Plus, I was just doing it on stage in front of everyone. So the creepy dance involves. Um, I mean, there's a whole regimen to it, and it's kind of hard to explain over. Say the four rules. Well, there's four rules to it. There's four parts to it. It's lock your arms, move your hips, lock eyes, because you got to lock eyes with someone. That's the key. Anyone, just lock eyes with someone, and then move your lips. That's the first, the, the fourth step. And moving your lips is you just mumble things. You don't actually say anything. You just sit there and like, oh, my God, I don't even know what's going on right now. I'm just going to get a library card, and then I'm going to go down there and set a fire to something. You know, and just, like, mumble things. And it could be along to the words. It doesn't really have to make sense. It's actually better if it doesn't make sense and you can't really hear what's being said. Um, but you do that when you're, when you're locking eyes. So it's lock your arms, move your hips, lock the eyes, move the lips. And that and is, then he demonstrated it on stage. And, and then and I demonstrated it. everybody Yeah, out. and that is the creepy dance. No, but I saw people doing it. Lisa Wood loved the creepy dance. She was doing it all night long. Because Lisa Wood is one of my favorite <laughs> people in the world and is bonkers. Yeah, exactly. Were you guys She's just the perfect the audience for the creepy and, dance. Back and forth to each other? No, she just she kept doing it to people. I watched her do it to several different people, and she told me she was doing it all night long. So, yeah. So the creepy dance, that's that's the creepy dance. It's, oh my, God. it's my patented all right, dance. Then after we got back through that, then we got back to the dancing. and then <laughs> Right, running around, saying hi to everybody. Around saying and, hi. Uh, uh, and then it was time for 
The purging of the poetry. <laughs> this was our other segment. Like a lot of this was just playing the music, you know, and just having a good time. It was a big party and taking pictures. Yeah, but and then yeah, we just had like brief intermissions where we would do these ridiculous things that Greg came up with. So first was the dancing, the second was purging the poetry. So we had uh, a few purging of came, the poetry. Which, uh, like, first off, we had a few listeners that came up and actually read some of their poetry, and that was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. I was reading your terrible nineties poetry that poetry you wrote or song, or song lyrics. lyrics that you would be embarrassed to read in any other way mm. but decided to read them on stage in front of everyone yes. just to purge it to purge it from you and then we were joined by um, Aaron Duran who read some of his old goth lyrics <laughs> yeah. uh, and his was written on a scroll too it was on a scroll he was Aaron was wearing more eye makeup than I was and I was wearing a lot of eye makeup yeah it was pretty I was impressed yeah and then uh, Keelan Keelan King our pal uh, <laughs> brought some of his song lyrics that he yes, wrote yes he did yeah and then uh, Mr. Greg Nibbler got up there. Yeah. And read his. I don't remember all of it, but I remember that it was it called Heart in a Box? It's called Put It in a Box. Put It in a Box. Yeah. And I read that on stage, and that was really embarrassing. This, it's one I wrote somewhere in the 90s when I broke up with this girl, and there was a lot of those. And break up, it means I, I like kind of dated somebody for a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, we broke up. Wow. Ah! I'm so upset. Oh, and then I would get all mopey like and write a song lyric. And you know somebody for like a half a day, and you think you're in love. You're like, this is what love is. Pretty much, yeah. It's not it's, raging hormones. It's love. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> love, and I will never love like this again. Oh my god. <laughs> it's been two weeks. It's very confusing when you're younger. It's been two weeks, and I saw her like five times. Uh, and uh, let's see. Tuggy says that doesn't sound like uh, you broke up with her. Uh, no, she 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 broke up with me. Yeah, I think you said that that um, I think you said that at the party too. And you're like, oh, and when I broke up with her, I'm like, are you sure? And you're like, oh wait, no, she broke up. with Oh, me. she broke up with me. Oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean that as a statement of a fact of what happened. <laughs> oh, it wasn't me. No, that's to set the record straight on that. That was just me misspeaking. I wasn't trying to cover that up. Yeah. No, she broke up with me. Greg, it's being asked in the chat. Uh, put it in a box. Was this a reference to the movie Seven? Were you talking about her head? No, I was not talking about her okay. head. I was talking Spoilers about... Spoilers if you haven't seen the movie Seven that's over 20 years old. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to get some emails What's in the box? What's, What's in the, the box? box? What's in the box? It was my heart. Or Gwyneth Paltrow's head. One of the two. One of the two. <laughs> so, yeah, that was mine. But Sarah's was the hit of Purging of the Poetry. Jesus I mean, that was the big... Was you were clearly the headliner <laughs> for Purging the Poetry. I don't think poetry. I've ever been cheered that loud. Yeah. Anything. What was the actual name of that it one? It was called Fly Away. Oh, that was and Fly that Away. that was okay. when I had just broken up with my high school boyfriend. I actually had the date on it. I threw it into, as soon as I was done, I crumbled it and threw it into the crowd. So it wasn't, I didn't rip it out of my journal, but I copied it verbatim, the date and every word on a piece of notebook paper and then just brought it with me because there's, I'm not bringing my journal with me to a listener party. Yeah, mine, I wrote them into my phone because yeah. I didn't want to bring the actual thing. No, so I wrote mine and my poem was specifically from October 5th, 1998, specific date. And it was called Fly Away, so I just did the did the whole thing. And, like, the whole thing rhymed, and it was just the most embarrassing rhyme. It was just so stupid. And then at the end, for some odd reason, it stopped rhyming. It kind of trickled away because I'm, like, saying that I'm strong enough to break up with the guy. And then it ends with, uh, because I am a woman. I am a woman. <laughs> and I have and that never brought the house down. In the in, in the 35 almost 36 years I've lived on this planet, I have never been cheered that loud for anything in my entire life. It was I mean my face was bright red. It was totally embarrassing, but it was I did feel <laughs> It was great. It was so good. But yeah. And I did feel purged and like crumpled that shit up and threw it into the audience yeah. and ran off the stage. <laughs> did you feel better after doing it? 
No. Okay. Well, never mind then. I think there's I an mean, idea for this, though. I think purging of the poetry may need to be something more than just that one event. It might need to. Because I think it's uh, there's something to it. There's something there. Well, because cause you and I are both the same kind of, you know, like we consider ourselves to be like special when we were 17. So we wrote a bunch oh, of yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Every, well, every, everybody when they're 17 thinks they're, you, you know, a special little flower that, which... You know, nobody's ever felt like me. Well, yeah, you are. But I mean, it's like no one's ever felt like me. No one understands the world like I understand the world. And no one will ever get it or think as deeply as I do or experience these things. Like a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. So that's why it's fun to like go through that. (laughs) But I, I think there might be something there might be something to it. There might be something to it. So that might be something that we we need to do with some more of. Um, But yeah. I don't know. I don't awesome. think I ever want to do that again. You don't. Ne- you never want to do it again. Well, I might. I might want to. I don't know for sure. Well, we'll have to figure something. I out. I do have more things. I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I imagine you do. You have a whole book of them. I do have. A, I have like five journals that I wrote. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's college. so much material. Yeah. We'll just read passages from your journal uh, every every time. I don't think I'm okay with that. Maybe we'll do that once <laughs> once a show. All right. Well, you did bring up Pablo at the beginning because this is also oh, yeah. something random that happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, for the, for the prom, thank you so much, everybody, for coming out. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, that. my gosh. It was the uh, best night. Like, seriously. It was we, just so much fun. We know when, If you were there, we know that you were there, and we are just so stoked and so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank yep. you a thousand times. Thanks. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so this next thing. So the, the day after, you know, on Saturday, we actually went and hung out with um, – some of our friends who are listeners who flew in from all over the place or drove in or trained in or however the hell you got here. There were people from all over the place and we all kind of met up because we wanted to talk to some of these, you know, to people we don't get to see very often. Oh, it was who came awesome. all that distance. Heck yeah. And we're like, yeah, let's let's go hang out and have some drinks. And have some day drinks. And have some day drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sarah had a few day drinks. I had a few day drinks. Well, because everyone <laughs> because I didn't eat very much, and then everyone's just like, because everyone wants to do a shot because you only get to hang out one day. Right. You know, and I don't usually do that many shots, but it's just like you have to do a shot with everybody, and then it's like. You have to. You have to. It's just required. See, well, it's lucky that I that I went home when I did, or else we wouldn't have been able to meet our new friend because. It's true. Oh, you know, I see how you're glossing this over. Actually, I think because I had those shots with the listeners that I saved this this little guy's life. Oh, we're going that far yeah. into it now. Yeah, we are. I think that's, that's what we're it. going into. I think that's that's how the timing worked. I think everything happens for a reason, Greg. All right. Well, you should explain then, since Sarah, you saved life. So Actually, true. I think Jessica saved your life, but that's and then I saved the dog's life. Right. It's, it's so cyclical. I think Jessica. It starts with Jessica. But uh, go ahead and explain. <laughs> go ahead and explain what it what it was that happened. Well, apparently I had some drinks, and uh, well, my no, friend... I'm not saying that. I'm saying she was driving. Yes, and she was not having drinks. So we uh, decided. So we left. Uh, we left Landmark after we'd been hanging out with everybody. Went and got some food, because that's all. That's a smart idea. Got some food, and then uh, we went back, and we were going over to Greg's house because uh, we were going to work on all the cornhole stuff for the event for the following day. Yeah. So got there. Uh, Jessica parks in front of Greg's house and opens her door. And when she opens her door, all of a sudden, I'm like, "What the hell?" And she looks, and this little dog has jumped into her car, this tiny little, I don't know, like 10 pound? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not even pound that dog. Pound. Yeah. Like this little tiny, like maybe like chihuahua puggle mix thing, cutest little thing. And he's just super friendly and doesn't look scared at all. And he just jumps into the car and he's wagging his tail. No collar, no anything. We're like, okay, well, we're clearly like somebody loves you and you're clearly probably not supposed to be running around yeah. at this time of night. 
So we didn't quite know what to do. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to bring the dog into the house and figure out what's going on. Yeah, because there was nobody around or anything. Yeah, there was nobody around. This dog had just been running down the street. And you live kind of close to a pretty busy road. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it would. And people, even on the side roads there, people tear down those side roads. I mean, I'm amazed more people don't get hit. No, seriously. Let alone tiny little dogs. And especially after figuring out, like, where this dog lived, he he traveled quite some distance to get over there. And he was just running around, running free. And you, like, he crossed some pretty busy intersections to get over there. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we got the little dog. And then Greg came back. And he's just like, okay, little dog. So what are we going to do? So he went and, like, powered down. And you went to all, like, the next door and and neighbor apps. Yeah. I got home. And I'm like, okay, he's got to be somewhere nearby, I would think. And, yeah, posted on, again, next door, which I want to give a a shout out to uh, Kaya because she actually found her cat via that. Oh, really? Via next door because I talked about it a while ago about how people use that to find their yeah. missing pets and she found her her cat because, well, because she posted next it on door next door. It didn't even exist when Walter was missing. I mean, no. There's so many different like ways you can and post for the, And for the most part, nextdoor.com if you don't use it, it's like a neighborhood like Facebook kind of thing but you post things in the neighborhood. For the most part, it's mostly just people complaining um, about stuff but every now and then there's there's actually a good use for it and finding lost animals seems to be that's what I see Mm -hmm. see it as because you can put up an urgent alert and everybody in your neighborhood who's on it will get an alert saying oh look out for this All right, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so I posted on there and I posted on Craigslist I'm like okay somebody's got to be looking for this dog I mean it's clearly very loved because the dog was like you were were saying friendly as hell it's so sweet I mean, it's just this cute little dog. And I don't just... usually like like short-haired dogs. You know me; I have like a penchant for fluffy dogs. Yeah. And this one just won my heart. He was just oh, just so so adorable. nice and and clearly not afraid of people, which is a good sign. It means he hasn't been abused or anything. And uh, and so so I'm posting on there, and while we're waiting for responses, we're sitting there trying to come up with names. For the dog, we're like, well, well, we got to give him a name. And what was the first one we had? Like Carl, and then it was Carl Paul. first, and then it was Paul because we were going for like, what's a hilarious human name that he looks right. like? And then, and then we decided we landed on the one that you were saying. Yeah, and that's what I was in the kitchen. I was like, um, he looks kind of like a like a Pablo. And so we decided to go with Pablo. Mm. And so we're just calling him Pablo. And this is where it gets really weird. Uh, the the next door on next door I kind of want to pull it up if I can pull it up and quick enough I don't know if I can but um, mm. somebody on next door actually posted and said hey if this dog has these certain characteristics and um, which it did this woman was like I think I know who it is his name's Pablo and he lives really close to where you're at that's what the person wrote wow wrote that the dog's name was Pablo <laughs> and that's when it kind of it weirded me the hell out because I'm like wait a minute we just named the dog Pablo. And it turns out the dog's actual name is Pablo. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fucking weird. It kind of messed with me a little bit. And also, I think because I think we also probably went with Pablo because we also did grow up in like the Yokiro Taco Bell. Yeah, totally. Like, phase and probably like, oh, Pablo. It just seems like it, it matches because, yeah. you know, like Chihuahuas have, you know, been associated with the like Mexican culture. Right. Even though Taco Bell isn't Mexican culture, but you know what I mean? Like, with the commercials and everything. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we went with Pablo. And then. And then, uh, yeah, finding out that the dog's name might be Pablo. So uh, this woman lived a few blocks away from me, and she was like, I think I know which house it is. Uh, why don't we meet, and, and you know, we'll go, we'll go find it. So I met her, and it was her and her boyfriend or husband. I'm not sure which. They were both very nice. And she's like, yeah, when I found the dog before, he lived in one of these houses right here, but she went to the same houses, and both of those people said no. Hmm. It wasn't that dog. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the confusion was there. Um, 
and but she was like, okay, well, I guess it's not. But I mean, my son, and then she said like, yeah, my son actually uh, named him Pablo. So that's where the name Pablo came from. It was her son also named the dog Pablo. That is so weird. Yeah. It was like, so it's two different people who don't know the dog named the dog Pablo. <laughs> he clearly needs to be named Pablo. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the next morning, so Pablo stayed the night at my house. And um, it reinvigorated me and reminded me and of I why I need to get a dog again. When I went over to Greg's in the morning after, because we you know, meet early to go over all the cornhole stuff after I had slept off my shots. Um, <laughs> you didn't have, I'm not I making know. it well, sound like you're crazy. You're making me seem all like crazy drunky. I'm no. Like, oh, no. No. Uh, Tuggy in the, in the chat just said, uh, the message here is shots save lives. If you hadn't had those shots, as long as you're not driving, Jessica hadn't yes. needed you to get, <laughs> Jessica hadn't driven you home <laughs> to get food. All that lined up to you finding this dog, uh, saving the dog's life. So that's why the shots saved all right, lives. Well, let me tell you. So when I got back over to Greg's house, uh, <laughs> after I finished, I, I went, of course, uh, to the dollar store to go put together all of our prize packages for the Cornhole Tournament. Which and this is, is so Sunday much. morning. This is Sunday morning yeah. now. This is the day of uh, the Brewer's Cup. So got over to Greg's house, and as soon as I walk in, uh, you know, him and Pablo are just sitting on the couch. You know, Greg's, like, furiously working on his computer, and Pablo's, like, head is on his lap. I'm like, oh, my God. They, uh, this is, you guys were in love. You know, we we like, made fast friends. We, you guys were, like, best friends forever. Yeah. It was pretty adorable, because I walked in, and, like, Pablo, like, looks up, and Greg's is like, oh, hey, and hey. And, like, they're both just kind of sitting there. Like, they were in it. They were a unit together just sitting there on the couch. Well, it was because that night I had I brought him upstairs because I didn't know what else to do. I brought him well, into my bedroom. Well, you have another dog in your house. You yeah. Don't you don't know what can happen. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, They seem to get along really well, but you never know. And so I brought him upstairs. I'm like, well, all right, little dog. Um, I hope you don't, you know, bite my nose off in the middle of the night. Uh you're sleeping up here tonight. And so I kind of set up a little bed for him, and I went to bed, and he immediately just jumped right up onto the bed and rolled up right next to me and rolled over on his back up next to my arm and just slept like that the whole night. Greg's very excited was, about this, if you can tell. It was it was awesome. I haven't had a dog sleep up there. You know, like I don't know. Aww. I miss having a dog. You need a dog. I really do. That is the lesson, Greg. That's what I think Pablo came to tell you. Yeah, no, I know. His name isn't, but then we'll get to the point. His name isn't Pablo. Yeah, I'm not gonna ruin it. You can right. That. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, it was it was awesome. Like, oh, you're pretty. You're a nice dog. So I liked it, it because I'm like, sweet. Greg likes a small dog. Yeah, normally yes. I'm not a small dog person, mm -hmm. but yeah, I pa Pablo was awesome. But yeah, then it turns out his name's not Pablo. So I got a message that morning uh, from somebody saying, hey, that's my dog. Um, that's my dog, Teddy. He said the dog's name was Teddy. And I'm like, okay, number one, there was no picture sent. And people will try to steal dogs sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I didn't post a picture of him myself on any of the public things. So I'm like, all right, well... Can you oh, send me a picture? Oh, you didn't. All no. right, so he said. I didn't post a picture on Nextdoor smart. or Craigslist because you'll get people that will. I mean, I'm maybe it's a small percentage, but I'm paranoid. I'm like, I don't want somebody you trying to steal this absolutely dog. Absolutely, be paranoid. People get their dogs stolen all the time. It's awful. Yeah, and so I'm like, no. okay, well, can you send me some pictures? And he sent pictures, and he sent, um, he sent uh, this picture. He said that Teddy had had an operation on his arm, so it was shaved at one point. And I pulled up his arm. I'm like, sure enough, it matched right up with the picture. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's him. That's, yeah. Yeah, the hair had grown back some, but you can tell it had been shaved. Yeah, and then Greg sent me the picture. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, nuts, that is him. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, damn it. So his name's Teddy. And then I, once you yelled Teddy, then he came immediately whenever you did that. So I was like, all right, well, yeah, you're Teddy. I was, I mean, I want you to go back to your owner, but I'm kind of mad. That I'm but I'm also kind of mad that the owner, like, yeah. This like, so he was running, like, that dog should be dead. Like, seriously, running from, because oh, we found tiny... out, like, he was, uh, he's like an eight-pound dog, no collar at night. He, he ran, uh, I think we eventually figured out the guy lived, like, a mile away. I don't know if it was a full mile, no, but, it's, it but it was, it was a behind, ways. Yeah, it was behind Landmark, I know that. Yeah. So the dog crossed division. 
crossed another main thoroughfare. Like, that's yeah. so dangerous. Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's not the first time the dog has gotten out. So, and again, no collar. I don't know if it was chipped or not because I never had a chance to take it in for that. But regardless, like, the dog's getting out. And anyway, you make sure you have a collar on your dog if it's a runner. Like, yeah, I don't understand what difficulty there is in that. Yeah, yeah. But so we brought Teddy down to Landmark Saloon for the day of the cornhole tournament, and so Teddy hung out for a while before the tournament started. A lot of people got to meet Teddy. Uh, super chill, really nice dog. And and then um, you know, uh, oh, big thank you to Craig from Michigan too for holding on to the leash. For oh, Craig, Teddy, you're the coolest for Teddy while while we were doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, and then the owner came and picked him up, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, that's my dog. That's Teddy." Like I was, then, so I was kind of not stoked on the fact that he was not excited that you found him. Like I told him, I'm like, "So where do you live?" And, and he's like, "Oh, we pointed that way." I'm like, "You know where we found him?" And I told him what your address was, and he's just like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, he ran all that distance. Like I don't know how long he was out, but just to let you know, he like crossed division, you know, which is now a shit show because of all yeah. the construction. Like there's a, and he wasn't even that like." like concerned about it he's like oh yeah oh and they just kind of carried him off i'm like really dude like you yeah. didn't even really thank greg like we you fed him you kept him overnight you made sure he didn't get squished you made him a makeshift collar yeah and leash that dog was rad no the I mean, maybe the guy super... maybe the guy isn't i will be fair he did pay for surgery for him he right paid for surgery on his arm so that's something cool that he did but if... yeah i mean and other people in the chat are noting too because they saw him get picked up he wasn't he wasn't like I mean, if my dog had been missing, are you kidding me? I'd be, I'd be beside myself that I found the dog. I mean, just imagine when Walter went missing. Walter was my roommate's dog. Ryan uh, was missing for twenty-one days. I mean, we were we were so upset that night. I didn't hardly slept We'd trying to sleep. find I was, him. We were miserable for like yeah. the entire time. And then, uh, and then you know, this guy's dog had been missing, and he gets the dog back the next day. It didn't really seem. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was just it was because there was a lot of people. Well, our friend there. Kristen is saying maybe that's how he just reacts in weird situations because he did walk I mean, in could to be, like could be. you know our cornhole tournament and there were like you know 60, 70 people there all you know having fun. Yeah, here <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, it's Sunday. Well, if you're if you're the owner of Teddy, and I'm sure maybe somebody that listens to this show knows Teddy and knows the owner, just tell him to put a damn collar on Teddy and keep him locked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he obviously loves his dog because, like you said, he's. You know, paid to have surgery and all that stuff. And the dog clearly is very well loved. The dog did not seem abused in any oh, no, way, shape, or form. Happy, like happy the dog. opposite of yeah, Ooh. very well taken care of. Just lock up your, lock up your dog, dude. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, that's very that's nice all. of you. I'm glad you had to. I think that you were meant to hang out with Teddy because he told you, like he's now shown you that you're ready for another doggy. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I am. Yeah. That'll, that'll be something in the near future, I think. Good. That'll be happening. So anyway, uh, Teddy, that was the start of the day on Sunday for the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Court Hall Tournament. Oh, man, that was fun. Um, of course, and our, our our wonderful sponsors for that event, um, you know, we were at the Landmark Saloon, but Ninkasi Brewing and Bridgeport Brewing, those were some rad people. They, they were, were awesome. They were cool people. That's why I've been loving these Brewers Cup Cornhole tournaments that we're doing. So we did one in uh, May, June, July. You know, this is the third one. We've got our fourth one in August. And then the grand finale is September 18th, which that 
everybody should come down and hang out for that. That's going to be eight breweries competing against and it's, each other. And it's really fun because it's not only people that work for the brewery, uh, breweries, you know, who like work in like depends on like sales or whatever. Also, some of the brewers are playing in it. So you yeah. get to meet people who actually create and make the beer. Like some of the brewers, uh, I think for both Ninkasi and uh, Bridgeport were there. Yeah. And it's just, it's super neat to see these people who are passionate about their product because we're passionate about ours. And, mm-hmm. and it's just really cool. And like we had so many people from out of town, so many people from in town. Yeah. All just hanging out and, and having fun sitting there at Landmark Saloon, which is a great outdoor bar. You know, you have a couple beers, there's good food, there's all that stuff. It's just a fun place to hang out, even if you're not playing in the Cornhole Tournament. Um, but yeah, so that kind of led into that. And it was uh, it was so, so much fun. And, um, you know, just a great day. It really was just a great day of mm-hmm. hanging out with everyone. And the tournament went great. Um, I want to say uh, there, was a, there was a bunch of first time. Uh, first-time cornhole players, which mm-hmm. if you've never played cornhole, it involves uh, throwing a bag of corn at a hole, and that is the extent of the physical effort that you put forth on it. It is. Uh, and and there were some first-time players, and that was really cool to see. And just hanging out all day long. Um, there is one thing that I do need to get to, though, that I feel like needs like to be. I'm not, I don't even really want to talk about this. I know you don't. It's like pissing me off, quite honestly. But I feel like we need to address something. So there's an issue that's come up, and I think we may need some listener help here on on how to resolve this issue. So as you know, for these Cornwall tournaments, uh, about the midway point, Sarah and I have a battle between us, just a one-game battle where the winner gets to decide the shirt the loser has to wear at the next Cornell tournament. So far, uh, I've won um, both times previous to this. Uh, last time, Sarah had to wear the shirt that I created for but, her based on listener influence, which was a picture of her face. Why do you have to keep bringing it up? It's words, in the past. Who farted this lady with, with thumbs pointing to her. And this time, Sarah gave me so much crap over that shirt. And even though I fairly won the last time, I decided to be nice this time. I was a gracious winner. And also because I didn't have enough time because we had all the other stuff to, I couldn't get a good shirt together. Uh, I decided to just make Sarah wear one of our brand new Fun Employment Radio t-shirts and help sell some shirts for the day. I turned her into a billboard. And that was, I feel, pretty generous of me. I could have made you wear anything because that was the bet and I, I noticed Sarah's not thanking me for that but nonetheless I did that Lucas in the chat says Greg you shouldn't let Sarah bully you and she can be kind of bully when she wants to be when it comes to these things Greg says I mean, that I have like when I want to I can be really mean I don't know what he's talking about <laughs> no no one's ever seen that side of you no, no. not at all because you're the nicest person ever who's just a I gracious am loser the and person who's ever. just who's just a very the very good loser that's what you know when you lose oh, so are you, you Greg are, so are you you're I'm the not best saying loser. I've just won so I haven't had to experience that part of it uh so we played again, our match in the middle, and I won't even say what the score was, but I won. I won, and the bet was still supposed to be Sarah wearing the shirt of my choosing for the next tournament, which is the fourth tournament coming up in August. Sarah, I am noping right out of that. Sarah is refusing to honor this bet. No, because I think that Greg is cheating every other time he plays cornhole. He sucks at it. What you're saying? Okay, but yet I beat you this by. Is when he gets mad. I beat you by 
quite a bit uh, in this tournament. Yeah, I beat you by me. as many. I beat you by as many points as you can beat somebody. And oh, I thought you weren't going to say it, Greg. How gracious! I, of I'm you. not saying the actual score. I'm just oh, saying I beat yeah. you. There's a there's a maximum number of points you can beat someone by, and I beat you by that number of points. And so I'm saying. If I'm cheating, how how am I cheating? You're saying that I'm bad on other you times. You weighted for... bags. You gave me the wrong weighted bag. I think bags. I think that you also are. Um, you're, you're doing something with the cornhole boards, I believe. These I think are the you're... same boards and bags everybody played on. Yeah, I just I think that there is a big conspiracy here, and I don't think that it's very fair of you. I'm and just... I want to play some other time when I can actually warm up because I need to be able to warm up. I didn't warm up. Yeah, you can play without warming up because you get progressively worse. I get progressively better. <laughs> Nobody kept you from warming up. We didn't even have yes, a rule about that. The tournament that. kept me from warming up. I oh, but there was up. time. That was an empty was board hard. for a few minutes. You could have warmed up. So you're saying because you weren't warmed up, that's why you lost. Um, but that if you were warmed up, you would beat me. All right, so John says, so you're saying that Sarah sucks when it really matters. No, it really matters when we're in our cornhole league and when Greg's dropping the bag. Not the ball, the bag. Oh, now you're saying in the corner league. So you're saying I throw it because I I, I pretend like I'm really not good during the you're league. Not, no, I think you're really not good. I think you just I get lucky. I beat you. I beat you. In a speed round while we're doing this with me with no warm-up. I, I don't, don't think you can accurately. Well, then what does that make you? What? I need to warm up. That makes me a pro athlete. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think uh, I'm going to have to dispute that just based on the outcome of three games in a row. I kind of think sorry, I come to play. The first one I had strep throat. The second one I had pulled my back out. The third one you weighted the bags and cheated. I did not weight the bags. There's. I don't even know how I would. You think I can sew where I would cut it open and weight the bags and sew it shut? I don't know. The I can't a sew. Damp. Like I feel like you like soaked them in something. N- what would I possibly soak them in? I don't know. That would make it weighting the bags wouldn't help me in any way. That would actually be the worst. That would probably be worse. I did not cheat. I won. And you're not going to, you're yeah, you saying you're not going to back up your bet. Yes, in radio, I'm saying no. Oh, see, how are you, how can you possibly do that? No. So I'm going to put this up to listeners. What do you think about this? What do you I think? I think about we this? need to have some sort of, of rematch. Why would we need a rematch? Because I, I want something won. that isn't going to, like, I, I want to be able to win. No, you're up. just not happy you lost. I think that we could broadcast it live on Periscope. We could but I already again. won. But I don't think that counted. That did not count. Why did that not count? Because it just it was not fair. Because you didn't like the results. Because you didn't like the re- Okay, I get accused of being a bad loser and bad with these bets all the time. I'm saying this is this is pretty bad. Oh, it does say Mr. Jenky says Greg just does better when he's surrounded by adoring... F- oh, that's... A, that's... Rich, adoring fans. There were two people that cheered for me. Nobody's cheering for me in these things. Yes, they were. Everyone was cheering for you. Really? You think everybody was cheering for me over you? No, they they want to see you win. But I'm sorry, I just didn't let that happen. I came to play. The the look Sarah is giving me right now. (laughs) No fear. Just do it. When you want to be finished with this conversation. Hashtag all. Hashtag what? Swish. Anyway. Oh my god, you're such an idiot. Uh, so I I did I I won, and um, <laughs> so what do you want to do about it? How do you want it? How do you want to You come up with a proposal here. How do you want this to be different? 
I I think that we need a rematch. I think we Why? need one. You don't get a re- No, you lost. That was the bet. You no, lost. You tampered if with you the bags. If you want to propose, I did not tamper with you the bags. You tampered with the bags. I believe that we need to have a rematch. Maybe someone can film it on Periscope. That's what we can do. We can have a rematch. We already I we have already not had a rematch. Won. We had a match. I want a rematch. But you want to make it best two out of three? I still get one. Yeah, that's fine. We can make it two out of three. I'll beat you twice in a row. You're not going to beat me twice in a row. Mm. Then what are you going to do? What are you going to do when I win again? Then I'll probably murder you. And I don't have to do this, by the way. So what's the incentive for me? Where's my incentive? Is this a double or nothing? I'm not going to give you incentive. No, I'm not going to sell it to you. Well, then why should I have to do it? You don't have to have to. You have to give me an incentive. You should have confidence in yourself that you could just do it. No, I I do. I don't think you do. I do, but I want some more out of it. I don't want to have this argument with you anymore. This is getting really tedious. This isn't an argument. You just, you lost the bet. You have to, I think, I think double or nothing. Double or nothing would be, would be appropriate. I would be willing to go in on that. Double or nothing means you would have to not only wear a shirt of my choosing. Oh, what would I get out of this? What would be the double part? How much more could I do? Hmm. Do you have a proposal? What would you? What no, would you I don't have there? a proposal because I haven't been sitting here thinking about it. Well, I've we'll been have some listeners. Other things that we're talking maybe about. Maybe listeners can can submit some proposals on if I were to do a double or nothing. What would the double part be? So uh, I will take I will take submissions for that. You can send us that um, at Funemp Radio on Twitter or uh, emails funemploymentradio at gmail.com or if you're in the live chat. What would what would make it worth my while? Sweeten the pot a little bit. Sweeten the pot. Stop saying sweet. When you make noises, you're so creepy. <laughs> Sweeten the pot. He's doing like weird like. Yeah, I'm doing like, like the money signs too. Okay. That's a sweet in the pot sound. That's okay. what that is. Oh, by the way, following us on Twitter at Funamp Radio. Quick request, if I could so much. Um, would you guys mind retweeting? I posted to Weird Al Yankovic. Ha! You did? Yeah, I posted to him on Twitter uh, because he's in town. And oh, I we're seeing see. him on Thursday. We're, we're going to the, I mean, not seeing it. We're going to see the show. But I would love to get an interview with him. If you, if, just as a favor, um, anybody, if you follow us on Twitter at Radio, please retweet that. Or favorite favorite it and retweet it. Yeah, because he was on Burnside yesterday, right? Yeah, he took his piano out and put it on a no, no, no. Burnside a major. That isn't he didn't take out his piano. That piano is on the corner of uh, right out in front of the Doug Fur. It's always there. Oh, okay. So and somebody, he just sat down and started playing. Yeah, it. somebody put it out there. It's a David Bowie themed piano. David oh, Bowie I didn't and know Prince, that. I think. Yeah, yeah. And so it has like here. It's like purple and it's like I think someone put it out right after like Prince and David Bowie passed. Okay. And so it's always out there because I remember it was there during Bridgetown. Okay. Well, yeah. Weird Al sat out and there so and just played an and... impromptu public concert on a street corner oh yesterday. Oh, my God. So if you don't mind retweeting that, at Funimp Radio, you'll see the Weird Al tweet on there. We tweeted to him just asking if he would uh, be interested in an interview this week. Please retweet that. I would love to get his attention. Even just a phoner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whatever whatever you can do, just one retweet. That would be awesome if you guys don't mind. Everybody, if you could if you could do that. Yeah, and that if you've be... heard the show, you know we're both legitimate fans. Oh, <laughs> yes. Such huge fans. And, I mean, he's Great, number two to... on my all-time list of interviews of who I would want to interview. He's number two. Oh, yeah. Pee-wee's the first, right? Paul Ribbons and Weird mm-hmm. Al. And so if there's any way we can make that happen just by retweeting and getting his attention, that would be I would be so appreciative. Yeah, I see a lot of people have liked it. If you retweet it, that's actually better. Yeah, you, it'll yeah, get get the that. attention of more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm just putting that out there. That's just me asking a asking a favor. Uh, but anyway, but bottom line for the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament number three with Ninkasi in Bridgeport. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you to the breweries, and thank you for coming out. Next one's in August, so we'll be announcing that date here. In, I don't know, a week or so. We'll announce the yeah. date of it. 
and registration for that, and uh, you can come in and be a part of it. Come down. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Well, then, so that was Sunday. Yes. And then yesterday, Greg and I decided after many, many things, uh, you know, being like, you know, basically busy for three days in a row. We're like, all right, we're just going to, well, not three days in a row, like a couple months and three days in a row. After yeah. We had yeah. Done all of our, after we had done all <laughs> yeah. of our events. It was a lot more than we're that. We're like, in order to like not go crazy and not get sick, like we're just going to take a day of rest. So actually, did you, get, did you get some rest yesterday? I did. I Good. did. I still feel tired, but I'm, I'm feeling better now. You it sound just, better now that you- Yeah, I think I just needed to get up and move, move a little bit. Um mm. Yeah, it was nice to just take a day off intentionally, did not return emails or texts or tried to stay off of my computer as much as possible, which I need to do every now and then. And so, yeah, just rested. I just, just needed some rest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, takes a lot out of you and it's, it's so much fun. I'm not complaining, mm. but you know, my body just got tired. I swear yesterday, I just got exhausted. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I haven't had this lazy of a day and I don't even know for so long. I didn't, I didn't do a thing. Like I, I seriously... Laid there, I ate food, and I mm-hmm. watched like six movies. I slept in till like 10 o'clock. You don't do that? Never. Wow. Never do I sleep in that late. Um, just not even because I don't want to, just because I can't. But I was so tired, I did. I slept until 10, and I took like a nap in the middle of the afternoon. Oh. Yeah, I fell asleep for like an hour. You're crazy. I know. Yeah. That's wild for me. You're, you're wild, Greg. I don't do it's those Greg's kind of things. Greg's gone wild. Yeah. Yeah. Or the opposite of wild, I guess. Well, one of the things that I did yesterday, which, of course, if you know me, you know my happy place. So I did. So also I was a sloth yesterday. So I ate macaroni and cheese and I just I, I drank like iced coffees and water and just just ate food. Oh, yeah. I did that, too. By the like, way, today's my diet. Like I've started again. I rode my bike to work. I'm, I'm I already I had like a English muffin and an apple for breakfast. Like I'm I'm doing it. I'm getting healthy again. But. Of, of note, I love slash hate all of you that brought me peanut M&M's over the weekend <laughs> because God damn it, I have all these bags of peanut M&M's and the Canadians brought down this huge bag. It's half in French and I've, I had it at my house and all weekend long I'm walking around there and I'm like, oh well, the M&M's are right there so I guess I better just take a couple of M&M's aren't going to hurt me. <laughs> and then I have these little, all these bags that are everywhere because people were throwing them at me on stage on Friday night which was hilarious. Literally throwing them throwing bags of M&M's. And then I think you I opened you one all. on stage and then you were eating them, weren't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. And But um, it's too many peanut M&M's. It's too many. <laughs> so I brought the big bag down here and I hid the small bags from myself at my house. How do you hide something from yourself? I stuffed them way back in a drawer so then at some point you I'll forget about it. You know where they are. You, you just... No, I'll program myself to forget. Um, you just hid them from yourself and you already just told me where they were. I didn't tell you what drawer. So I programmed myself to not, not know, so then it'll be a surprise at some point. Mm-hmm. And I brought the big bag down here to the studio, so it's not at my house like that. Yes, between you getting all the peanut M&Ms and uh, me being gifted a bunch of Sharkies, it was the best <laughs> thing ever. So yeah, many Sharkies. Awesome. Oh. So many Sharkies. Um, oh, and Cletus, by the way. That's uh, a 1%. Yeah, we won't even go I into know, that one. Yeah, you can see the pictures online. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> what I did yesterday, so I was in my happy place. I'm like, cool, I'm just going to like uh, just carb loading and just drinking water. I'm just going to like lay here and relax. But of course, one yeah. of my favorite things to do ever when I'm relaxing is watch the Lifetime Movie Network. Oh, that is your favorite. One of my favorite things ever. I haven't watched a good Lifetime movie in a while. So I was, I had some, you know, I had some time and my friend uh, gave me the password uh, to their like their account thing, their cable account. So I'm like, I just want to watch a Lifetime movie. So I was looking through and I was just, I, I didn't really feel like reading all like the descriptions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one title jumped out at me, which I, which I watched in its entirety yesterday. And oh my God, it is one of the most lifetimey Lifetime movies I have seen in a long time. Uh, so it came out in 2015. 
I shit you not, the name of it is Sugar Daddies. <laughs> Sh- not Sugar Daddy or Sugar anything, like Sugar Daddies. I'm betting it's not the candy that It is not about. the candy. Okay. It is not the candy. So I watched this. I was Sugar Daddies. It's called Sugar Daddies. And uh, it's it's one of the best lifetiming movies I've ever seen in such a long time, since like the 90s when they would come out with like the really over-the-top ones. And I was talking to my friend Jessica about it, you know, uh-huh. uh, and Jessica was like, I'm like, have you seen Sugar Daddies? And she's like, oh, I've already seen it like two or three times. What? She's already watched it a few times. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my secret shame. Uh, so I didn't, nobody had told me the secret of Sugar Daddies <laughs> as it's like the best uh, lifetime movie ever. So I decided to write... A recap. Do we have a recap of Sugar Daddies? I did write a recap today of Sugar Daddies because it is so good that I really wanted to. I, I wanted to tell everybody a little bit about it, and I figured we could. You okay. Know, since today's kind of a, a different show, since we're right. just kind of recapping the weekend. Sure. I wanted to end it with a recap of an amazing life. Sugar Daddies called Sugar Daddies. Okay. So I was looking for music some, to play yeah. in the background. Yes. Uh, so I looked up. Uh, I was looking for sensual romantic music. <laughs> And uh, I found now, this, this one called... this is like called, Sugar Daddy, like, uh, Sugar Daddy. I found this one that says, says one hour of video, sensual music, in, uh, musical instrumental music for making love. <laughs> so that's what this is, which sounded appropriate for my recap of Sugar Daddies. See if they're... Oh. There we go. This is very sensual. Oh, this is quite sensual. <laughs> All right. So I wrote a full recap. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, so this is my review. Not review, actually. It's a synopsis uh, from my perspective, basically, from the Lifetime movie Sugar Daddies, which came out in 2015. Okay. You're going to hear me say Sugar Daddy a lot, by the way. So uh, drink every time. Hey, if you're listening to this and and you have a beverage in your hand, drink every time I say Sugar Daddy. Ready? Go. (laughs) All right. Sugar Daddies is about a young lady by the name of Kara. Now, Kara, it's established that she's a college student. She's actually a pre-law student. Uh, you can tell from the conversations at the beginning of the movie that she has with various family members about how she's struggling to pay her bills and, you know, her tuition for school. Now, uh, Kara works as a bartender. However, she's fired from that job suddenly and finds herself with no source of income. Oh. Her being rescued by her slutty hot roommate named Shauna. Oh, I already like this kind of. Yeah, Shauna's Kara very pretty. And Shauna. They're very. I all of the ladies are very very pretty. Really. Yes. So uh, so she has a slutty hot roommate named Shauna. Now Shauna, uh, Shauna's kind of promiscuous. Kara noticed that some of the men that Shauna goes out with are perhaps a little older. Oh. Now Shauna invites. How old Kara, are we talking about? Uh, we're talking like octogenarian. Oh, okay. Uh, so Shauna invites Kara to a party because she's like, Kara, you seem to get out. Just just mm-hmm. don't. Don't worry about things. Kara starts to notice that all the men there are significantly older and the women there in their early 20s. Oh. And then Kara realizes that it's a sugar daddy party. <laughs> sugar. Also, at this point. What is it actually called the sugar I daddy party? God, also, at this point, they've said the phrase sugar daddy unironically like five times. They have said sugar daddy. So, <laughs> Wait a minute. I just stumbled into a sugar daddy party. So there Kara and Sean are. They're hanging out at the sugar daddy party. And uh, Kara catches the eye of a single billionaire named Grant. Now, uh, Grant is super-duper creepy, and he's orange, but for some reason you can tell that they're trying to play him as the dreamy guy. Uh-huh. And Kara expresses din- disinterest in Grant's um, advances, but now he has his sights set on her. So when they get back to the apartment, Kara and Shauna are going over the night's events. Kara's phone rings, and it's Grant! Wait, how did he? How did Grant have her number? Because Shauna gave it to him. Uh, because, is that actually part of it? I just That was yes, what I thought of instantly. I'm like, because Kara again minute. rejects his sugar daddy advances, but uh, her roommate Shauna tells, uh, tells Kara that no, she shouldn't reject him because... Because, quote, 
You should be excited that Grant called you. He's like hitting the sugar daddy jackpot. <laughs> Grant is the, the sugar, sugar daddy. daddy jackpot. So uh, she eventually okay. does change her mind when she decides that she needs money and she starts banging him for money. And like literally uh, after they finish having sex for the first time, he gives her a check for $5,000. Also, Ooh, that's, uh, that's a lot. side note, she has a like a really hot, young, her age boyfriend the entire time Uh-oh. while she's actually banging Grant. I'm uh, going to guess he doesn't know about that. Well, he does eventually find out and he dumps her because, and I quote, uh, he asks, oh God, it wasn't one of those sugar daddies, was it? <laughs> he said, was it one of those sugar daddies? She said, yes. He dumps her. One of those sugar daddies. Yes. Uh, so Getting mixed up with the sugar daddies. So meanwhile, Kara's broken up with by her, by her hot boyfriend, so she continues to bang Grant. Oh, he starts man. getting more demanding for the money that he's giving her. So Kara also needs to raise. So the $5,000 isn't covering it because she needs $100,000 to cover her dad's medical expenses from the car accident. He was randomly in. They just bring that in all of a sudden. Okay. The car, <laughs> that accident, was in car accident. Her dad was in. And she needs $100,000. Well, the results are in. So Grant said, oh, here. And he writes a $100,000 check. And he's like, hey, you know what? I can cover those expenses if you fulfill my needs. Oh. And she goes, what are your needs, Grant? And he says, I want you to strangle me while we make love. Oh, boy. So Kara freaks out. She says no. So Grant is like, you're unable to fulfill my desires. He dumps her. Now she worries, so she talks to uh, Slutty Shauna and her other sugar daddy-loving pill-popping friend, Leah. Now Leah's also just dumped by- This is by, a whole group of them. By her, it's the three main ones. So it's- Okay. It's uh, Kara, the good girl gone bad. Shauna, the one who's proud. Like she even says, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a gold-digging whore. I know what I am. Like, so she's very- into what she is. She's, yeah, she's open about it. Okay. Leah uh, has more of like a, a drug problem and she's just kind of doing it because I think uh, she might not have been loved enough as a child. Oh, okay. So, uh, Some but she also, and she also will. like really likes the money. Sure. So Leah was also just dumped by her sugar daddy and is looking okay. for a new one, but in the meantime, she needed money. So Kara uh, felt felt bad for Leah. She gave her these huge diamond earrings that Grant had given to her as a present so that she could go and pawn them. Okay. Uh, so Kara talks to Shauna. Shauna convinces her that she needs to win Grant back to come up with. Um, oh boy, uh, there's so, a lot in, going into this here. Yeah, so okay. then Kara's like, "Okay, I guess I will," because Kara has no backbone. Okay. So she goes back to a, a sugar daddy party. Kara with, sounds like an easy target. With Shauna, here. yes, Kara agreed. So she goes. Uh, so flash to Kara at the party. She sees and approaches Grant. He's still orange and wrinkly and creepy. He's dismissive, and she's desperate. She says she'll do anything to get him back. Oh. Even the creepy chokey thing. And that's when Grant... <laughs> I'll even do the creepy chokey <laughs> thing. Is that what she says? No. Okay. Uh, that's when Grant sees Leah, Leah the pill popper, uh-huh. with the daddy issues. Oh, yeah, issues. pill popping Leah. Um, yes, he, he sees Leah across the room, and he said that he'll take Kara back if Kara and Leah come home with him. Oh, so he's trying to get his money's worth. Oh, yeah. Well, now flash to both girls going home with Grant. Now, this is uh, getting toward toward the end. This is the last half hour. Now, Leah gives Kara a pill to make her forget. It was so hard to not think of it as like a Joe Bluth, like, forget me now pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was basically it. She's just like, take this. You won't remember. Forget me now. Well, Kara gets sick, so she has to run to the bathroom. Grant and Leah stay in the bedroom to make sweet, sweet love. Of course, Leah does do the Now, Leah's thing. the slutty friend. Leah's the slutty friend who they brought back because they were going to have a menage a trois. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, so you're paying for it. Leah, uh, Leah, of course, strangles Grant in a sexy way. Now, Grant flips her over, gets overzealous, and strangles her. But, in fact, he strangles her to death in the throes of passion. He panics and has his bodyguard slash most likely secret gay lover, who is just this Wait, weird secret guy. secret gay lover. If you watch this movie, you will be questioning the whole time whether or not they're secret gay lovers. There's just a strong 
undertone of secret gay lover there's such an undertone (laughs) there's such an undertone i love you so hard like a strong okay so you can tell there's there's something more there so he's jealous so he's yeah so he's strangled her he calls his bodyguard he's just like oh shit uh i I don't even know the bodyguard's name and he's like we have to get rid of her body so uh kara actually inadvertently stumbles upon leah's dead body although she thinks she's passed out but then the bodyguard's able to get rid of the body oh man yeah okay so uh, when she asks Grant what happened to Leah, Grant says that, no, I put Leah was too drunk. I put her in a cab and sent her home. Oh. And I'm going to give my body, my bodyguard's going to go ahead and take you home. My However, secret gay lover bodyguard. Secret gay lover bodyguard. Okay. So uh, Kara, you know, she's still kind of out of it. She gets into the car with the secret gay lover bodyguard. She looks down at the floor of the car. Oh, my God. It's one of the diamond earrings that she had given to Leah. Oh, no. How did that Leah get there? Leah had been wearing them that night when she was making sweet, sweet love to Grant. So she knew that Leah didn't go home in a cab. She, in fact, was in the car with the secret gay lover bodyguard so the gay lover bodyguard realizes that Kara has now seen through the plot and he's just like and though so you know Kara jumps out of the car uh gay bodyguard tries to follow her he tries to he tries to get her to shoot shoot up with drugs to make it look like she's overdosing in a creepy warehouse in the meantime Kara's father who's protective and he's the one that she's trying to raise the hundred thousand dollars in medical bills because of his car accident has put a gps tracker on the car so he's able to put a gps who has a GPS tracker? Kara's dad. Kara's like, dad. I mean, honestly. Tracking tracking her movements. So who just has a GPS tracker? I don't know. Lifetime movies, Can you just Greg. get those online? Uh, I think it's weird that you're asking that. I kind of want to get, I don't okay. know what I would use it for, but just the idea of it. Well, okay, well, he tries. So uh, da- Kara's dad has been following the GPS tracker, finds her, stops him from making her inject the drugs into Ooh. her system. Kara hits the um, the gay lover bodyguard with a lead pipe. Also flashed to Grant trying to make the getaway because he, he was the one that ordered the bodyguard to kill Kara, to get rid of her. Uh, the mm-hmm. police come right as Grant's trying to board his jet and he is arrested. <gasps> now flash forward, I think it's like seven months later and it flashes forward and now Kara's just back to being a waitress and as she's sitting there working with a pleasant smile on her face, she sees her ex-roommate, Shauna out to dinner with yet another old Shauna's the one that's all happy about being a Shauna's the one who's just like I'm a gold digger and I'm proud of it yeah so Shauna's now on a date with a super old dude now they don't pay any attention to each other they just give each other a knowing look across the restaurant just Uh like all right, this is how we are and then over you know the the talk over point you know as she's gazing over at Shauna and thinking about her life it says uh, it says like sometimes it's like sometimes it's just not worth it and then it just shows her being a waitress and then that's it and that's how it ends. And then Shauna's just sitting there with an old dude still getting banged for money. And Kara's back to being a waitress. Sugar daddies. Sugar daddies. Wow. Also, the old guy, his name's... Uh, I, th- I think he's a famous actor because I recognize his name. Peter Strauss. Yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, Peter Strauss is a pretty famous actor. Yeah, so Peter Strauss is the one that plays Grant, who plays the sugar... And I just can't even tell you how creepy... It, the whole thing is the entire time it makes you uncomfortable because really? it clearly is something that just should <laughs> it's just wrong on so many levels it is just the creepiest thing I want to be your sugar daddy yeah and the way like you could make it what I'm saying is like not even just for this review if you ever watch sugar daddies which I believe is uh, on demand right now on Xfinity you could totally watch it for free and uh, and you should play the drinking game with whenever sugar daddies are mentioned because sugar daddies <laughs> Oh. Unironically, mind you, there's never, it's either someone being angry, like the boyfriend that she's having sexual relations with a sugar daddy, uh huh, or her dad being angry that, you know, she's having sex with a sugar daddy for money. <laughs> Is it one of those sugar daddies? Or the, or the hot girls talking about how they need to find a new sugar daddy. Wow. It's a lot of sugar daddy talk. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, sir, thank you very much. Now that we know all about that. Sugar daddies. Sugar daddies. I need to find a new sugar daddy. Like, how serious they were. It's not like, it sounds like normal people saying, like, God, I need to find a new job. They're like, oh, I need to find a new sugar daddy. <laughs> I'm just not happy with my first. With I really my, need to find, like, a new daddy. one. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Um, oh, my buddy Jacob's in the chat. Yeah. Lifetime love, Jacob. Lifetime love. <laughs> Still don't like Hallmark Christmas movies. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Gauntlet thrown, Greg. Give us a call. Wow, that was hard talk right there, sir. Uh, give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Thank you to your support wherever and however you listen, however you provide it. We do appreciate it greatly. Um, big thank you to Pabst Blue Ribbon for the Fun Employment Radio prom and Nikasi and Bridgeport for this latest Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament. We'll have plenty of stuff to be announcing in the coming weeks. Uh, more things going on. Oh, really quick, just since it is today, I do want to say one thing. There was the passing of a Portland icon over this weekend. And somebody, if you grew up in the Northwest or the Portland area or Northwest Oregon or Southwest Washington especially, mm. there was uh, this guy by the name of Tom Peterson. Tom Peterson and made himself... Too. Yeah, Tom Peterson made himself famous for a bunch of commercials, and I've watched them since I was a little kid. And uh, he sold appliances and then, like, electronics. And he always had these commercials where it was, it was him and it was his face was like in, in silhouettes of his face were all of his marketing campaigns. And it was always like, wake up to a happy day. Free is a very good price. <laughs> <clears throat> and so you grew up watching these. You just always knew who Tom Peterson was. Like he was a celebrity and he passed away over the weekend. So Yeah, he just passed a, away yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, yesterday. Mm. And so I know everybody who kind of grew up around here, you know, you just know Tom Peterson. Tom Peterson was just always there. And then it became Tom Peterson's and Gloria's, too, when his uh, wife kind of came into the picture. Mm-hmm. He sold, like, alarm clocks that uh, that I really, really would love to get a hold of one of these alarm clocks. Oh, he clocks. was a wonderful egomaniac in the best way. He put his face on everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. and he was a nice guy. <laughs> I met him one time when I was cold calling for, uh, I posted this on Facebook, when I was, was cold nice calling for the uniform service thing. Well, I went into his stores on 82nd and Foster. And I didn't expect to actually see Tom Peterson there, but lo and behold, the first person I see, I'm like, holy shit, that's Tom Peterson. You know, I was like 22, like just out of college. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I just went, I didn't want to act like I knew who he was. So I just went into my field, but like, uh, hi, I'm here to sell uniform services and uh, floor mats. And, you know, I freaked out. And he just looked at me. He's like, let me go get the manager for you. And in my mind, I'm like, but you're Tom Peterson. You're the, you're the manager. <laughs> but I know you're, you're lying. The owner. I know you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, okay, let me go get somebody else to talk to you. And then nobody ever came out. Uh, yeah, no, he sent somebody out, and then that, they were like, now nah, we're okay right now. And then they, and then they uh, yeah, so I didn't get the sale. But anyway, Tom Peterson, Portland icon. He's right up there with Ramblin' Rod. Um, passed away. So wake up to a happy day. All right. Every day. Uh, so there we go. Thank you so much once again, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really, truly appreciate it. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. .com. Love you all. Thank you for everything, everyone. Thank you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Wake up. Hey, wake up to a happy day our summer parking lot sale where free is a very good price free mini brunch
free Tom Peterson haircut. Free gift with every purchase. That's our famous seven-piece living room group for only $4.98, plus a free six-by-nine area run. Join us this weekend. Have a chip. Take a sip. Sit right down and have a clip. Now that's Tom Peterson. And glorious too.